Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Ein Choshishin Shema Girra Chulda, Mibayis Labayis, or Mimakum Lamakum. We're not concerned when it comes to the risk of Chomets in the home that perhaps a weasel has dragged Chomets from one bias to another bias, from one home to another home. Meaning, we have a mitzvah in the Rabbanon of Bikas Chametz. And what are the parameters exactly? How, how much are we concerned for the potential for Chametz to enter into this place? The Mishnah is limiting that concern. Ein Choshishin, we are not concerned. Shema Girachulda Mebais Labais. Rashi explains, Ein Choshishin. Once a person has already checked one corner, he's getting started, he's trying to do the command, rabbinically clean the house for Pesach, make sure there's no chametz around, he gets started, and then he's ready, he wants to check the other corner, should he be concerned that when he starts going to the other location within his home, that the place where he started is now at risk again because perhaps a weasel has dragged Hamid in there. So the concern is not a valid concern. We are not worried about this. You don't have to worry, that, you know, you check your closet and then you check under your bed, say, oh, maybe a weasel dragged some Hamid into the closet. We're not afraid of that. And we don't say that you have to recheck the place that was already checked. That's the way Rashi learns. You see, the Ramam has a little bit of a different interpretation. So, why is that not a concern? From place to place. Dim Cain, if that would be a concern, Mechatzer Lechatzer. We'd be concerned from one courtyard to another courtyard, from city to city. There will never be an end. If you would need your entire domain to be checked simultaneously, you know, maybe in your own house you could have each person tackle an area and watch and make sure that nothing's going on, then, you know, seal off the room, you know, do it in a, in a very meticulous way like that, but you're not going to be able to get the, the entire courtyard to be on board to simultaneously be checking, or the entire city, or the entire world. That's, that's a little bit too much to handle. So since we are not concerned about that, it's, even on the smaller scale, not a concern. Rashi explains, If you would be concerned about this, if I checked before my friend, maybe I should be concerned after I finish checking my area that 
my neighbor, who hasn't done his B'tikas Chametz yet, hasn't checked for Chametz, so he's got plenty of active bagels floating around. Be worried that a, a weasel dragged one brought into my property. There's no end to this. Rashi just points out, Lav chatzer mamish kamar, ela kol batehe chatzer karay chatzer. When it says chatzer, it means all the homes within a courtyard. From bias to bias within the chatzer. Not really sure what's pushing Rashi to say that, particularly since it continues out, me ear le ear. But certainly the, the smaller start. Chatzel chatzer meaning bayis sheba chatzer lebayis sheba chatzer is is a, a smoother stepping stone to from city to city and ein ladavasov. There's no end to these concerns. It's interesting that Rashi is not seemingly concerned about a weasel bringing chametz from a goyisha neighbor. Or, or somewhere else, a different city, a, you know, a different place where there are no Jews checking. It seems to be having a somewhat narrow focus of areas that need bedika and are not yet becheskas baduk. Seems like a, a somewhat technical consideration over here that if you be concerned that the area that you've already started combing through and are no longer paying attention to is subject to this concern, then you would have to have every area that needs checking checked simultaneously. And that's too much to expect. Taisus over here says, Ein and shema We're not concerned to say, perhaps a weasel has dragged Chomets here. Vimtom why don't we say this is already implicit in the first Mishnah? That phase. It says, right, If you have a wine cellar that you never access during the meals, you don't have to check there. So that should tell us that we're not concerned about this weasel action, because if we would be, so then you'd have to check there. So, Tosas answers, you would be able to to get out of that. Tarets to have a mukminon, bishe'ein chuldo bardless yecholen la'alokshan. In theory, had we not had this, this Mishnah teaching us the limitations of our concern, we could have conceivably said, that is only true when the cellar is locked up and inaccessible to a weasel or a marten or a polecat or some other small predator, scavenger, chomit, dragger. So that's, that's how you would interpret that Mishnah until you know from our Mishnah that in fact, even without that point, even without having such a sealed area, that there's no access to a hulda or a bardless, that nonetheless you do not need to be concerned about this.
The Rambam, Chomet to Matzah Perik Beis Halacha Zayin, says Ein Choshesh in Shema Gerachulda Chometz Lemokum Shein Machnisin Bo Chometz. Rambam has a different consideration. He says we're not concerned that a weasel dragged chametz from uh, wherever chametz is found to a place that it's not typically found. Meaning, the the exact consideration that Tosus is proposing we should know from the Reisha, the Raman is learning that our Mishnah is addressing that very issue directly. Not like Rashi that says, we're concerned that in the Havamina, I would have thought maybe that once I checked one corner, turned my back on it, maybe a weasel will come from somewhere else on the premise or even further away and bring Chomets to that corner till it's all checked. The Ramam says, how do I know that I don't need to check the cellar? I don't bring Chomets there. I don't enter there. I don't, I don't send the, the butler there during meals. No chametz ever goes there. How do I know I'm not concerned for a weasel bringing chametz in there, even though I never bring chametz in there? Not worried about that. If I would be concerned from house to house, and in this context, the Ramam is saying, it doesn't mean house to house on the chatzar, it means a house that is that never has chametz going in there. I'm not worried that a weasel is going to take from a house that does have chametz in there and store it in the house that normally a person never uses themselves for chametz. Because if I would have such a concern, if I should also be concerned from city to city, and there is no end to this concern. So according to the Rambam, the, the mission over here is, is following up on the assertion of the previous Mishnah. Just speaking it out directly, how we know that that's the case. So the Magad Mishnah says he likes the Raman better. Perhaps that's why. The Kesef Mishnah says there's no nafkamina l'halacha. Lenyendina leka plugsa benayo. In a technical sense, Rashi and the Ramam are arguing only in how to explain the Mishnah, but Lahalacha they agree. They agree that you don't have a concern either way. However, the Kesef Mishnah, not like the Magad Mishnah, gives the credit, if you want to talk about which Pshat the Mishnah is better, he seems to favor Rashi. Rashi. Interesting. He has Mishnah. Normally, the staunch defender of the Rambam explaining he says, "Well, with all due respect to the Magad Mishnah, if you want to, they agree la'alacha, Rashi and the Rambam. But if you want to talk about who's giving a better pirush in the Mishnah, Rashi is better." That it's a good proof that we're not concerned that the weasel drag from a home that's not yet checked, to a home that was already checked. Because 
Since it can't be reasonable that you have to be concerned for this, so extend that unreasonable possibility to the to the smaller and and the realm of what would be reasonable and say it's it's not a concern even in the smaller sense because then there'd be no reasonable gvul, no no boundary at which to to make the determination this is a reasonable concern this is not a reasonable concern but it's all in the same the same idea according to Rashi but according to the Ramban maybe hechrach because the mission says the Rambam's svara is not as smooth. It perhaps has an advantage, as we said, in terms of the natural flow from the first Mishnah, but in terms of svara, it's a little bit more bumpy. One was not necessarily lead to the other. You're not dealing with the exact same issue and saying any stopping point would be arbitrary, so it must not be a consideration. It would have been conceivable. We would be concerned that from a home, that chametz is brought into it, maybe I would in fact be concerned. Say that I've got my, my garage, or my cellar, certain area where I don't put chametz there. But weasels are weasels, and maybe they put it from the area where I keep chametz and dragged it over there. That's that's not such a wild concern. It's more reasonable. But after I have already checked, I would not be concerned within one day. Within one day, I wouldn't be concerned. Avalafia emes, the Indian dino, lo nofik midi. The Kes Mishnah says, even though, according to the Svara of the Rambam, there would be reason to consider it different and, and say, maybe I, I would think that I should be concerned fundamentally, on, on a localized, limited basis for checking from the, the area that never has chametz, that I, I never put chametz there. I, have to, I should have to check there because it's right adjacent to an area that I do put chametz, and that's something that I would be concerned about, even though the, the bigger concern that Rashi's talking about, which is a strict continuum, Ein Ladabar Sof, from corner to corner, from house to house, city to city, of areas that are not checked to areas that are checked, that, he says, in a broader scale, I shouldn't be concerned. That's The Kesem Mishnah says, I could hear saying, I will be concerned about this, and I will not be concerned about that. So he he's not as pleased with the logic of the Rambam, but he says, Lamaisa, the Rambam agrees. He says it's it's not really a machlokas ladina lefia emes in yadina lo nafik lan midi it's not a machlokas lahalocha talibat atavai lo chayshinam ba'ish shemachnisin lebaish she'en machnisin lo mebaish she'en abadu lebadu both agree to each other's assertions both agree you do not have to check in a cellar that 
never had chametz there. At least you never put chametz there. And both agree that you don't have to recheck an area that you've checked just because you've turned your attention somewhere else. So that's Kesef uh, Mishnah's hat tip to, to Rashi's Pirush. And the Mishnah itself, why are we talking about a chulda? What we're not concerned about is the possibility of a chulda, a weasel, dragging things around. So why, why a weasel? So the Teferis Yisrael addresses this question. Even though mice are more prevalent than weasels, the Mishnah is choosing the case of a potential concern, which we reject, but the concern of a weasel as a bigger chiddish. Af Even the, the concern of a chulda, the mice are, are less brazen. So the chulda, this weasel, is very aggressive. So, you might have thought, he's working with Rashi, that you might have thought that because a weasel is more aggressive, and the second you turn your back, the weasel's running in to, to bring the chametz. What a chutzpah. The weasel would do that, but a rat or a mouse might be a little bit more patient. Wait till you leave. Wait till, uh, till it's quiet for a while. So there's more reason to be worried about a, a weasel, even though there are more mice. Rafa Pekin, we're not concerned. And it's, it's not, uh, not a chashash that we are taking into consideration. You could learn similarly according to the Ramam as well. Just instead of going Mizavis Zavis, just from Mokum She Habaduk Le She Enobaduk. Sorry, Mokum that is where you bring in Chametz. You're not concerned that the weasel will take it from there to a place that you never bring Chametz. Perhaps you'll learn along similar lines that it's more of a concern that a weasel would would make such a a, a bigger transport. Right? A mouse will, will store something local, but the weasel will move it from one domain to the other. And Afalpikin, we're not concerned. Let's take a look at the Gemara. Taimot de lo chazina de Gemara is medayik. Why is this the case of Ein Choshish? And we're not concerned about this. Because we did not see the weasel take the chametz. It's not a holding, a slice of bread in its mouth. But if we did see the weasel taking chametz, then we will be concerned. And checking is required. That's the diak of the Gemara. Rashi says, If we see a weasel bringing chametz to this location, we will be concerned. Shema adainu ka. The weasel runs past with bread in its mouth. Ay ve, you just finished checking. 
But we are concerned now. Maybe the chametz is still here. And you need to check again. Gemara says, why is that the case? Why, why is this... Why does this knock out our bedika? We just finished checking. It's Pchezkos Patuk. It's, it's a chametz free zone. Why don't we say that instead of undermining the bedika, say that the weasel brought it in and ate it up. Who said that it's storing it? Say that it ate it up. So... What does it mean, Uboi Bdika? The Gemara doesn't speak out the exact Hagdara. Is the requirement to check to look for that piece? Or is the requirement to check to do a thorough check top to bottom, the whole area? Right? And an Afkamin will be if you find a slice of bread. So then, are you done? Or do you have to keep going? Say, maybe this is the one that the Chulda left. Maybe it's a different one, and I have to keep checking. So if you look at the tour, some tough Lamadalid, he says as follows, Sifalah. After you finished checking for chametz, be careful from the chametz that you left over. You want to save some chametz for breakfast tomorrow morning. Keep it, keep it locked up. Keep it under a clear, whatever it is, in a, in a way that's that's hidden. That you should not end up requiring another b'dika. Kigon, what would be a case where you would need another b'dika? Im itleno achbar If a mouse came. And took it right in front of you. Oh, im lachmo. Or if he sees that he's missing from the pieces of bread that he saved for the next day. He set aside ten loaves. Now, when he comes back, he only finds nine. Because then you have a hechroch. You're confronted with a clear stira to what you've done. There's a mouse over here that uh, has taken a piece and now it's undermined your your bedika your your house is no longer chametz free besides this area there's a mouse on the loose with chametz or you see you're missing a piece put down ten there's only nine what is necessary the tour says then you need to check the entire house another time says it the whole house from top to bottom What does We're not concerned about it. But, as the Gemara says, If we saw, right in front of us, the weasel has taken bread, there's a need to check. Ad until you find it, just be on the hunt for this slice of bread. 
Right? He, he doesn't say that there's a need to check the entire house. He says you, you can call it a victory once you find the slice that this weasel took. If you, if you know what he took, he's, or you know it's, what's missing, presumably he'll say the same thing. Ben Ochanal says, we, we're only concerned to the extent that we know there's a problem. But we don't say that it undermines the entire badika, and you must check the whole house. Okay, continuing the Gemara. The Gemara is trying to address the question, Why are we concerned in such a case? Like we saw, the tour says, you are concerned. Everybody's concerned. Why? Why don't we say that the animal ate it? It took it, and it took it to eat, not to go and spread it around the house. Milotnan Maduros Ha'akum Tmeim Was it not taught in the Mishnah in Olos that the dwelling place of idolaters are impure? Vekama Yishahibimadar, how long does the idolater need to be present in this domicile in order to confer? the status of impurity. It's a, it's a place in the land of Israel. You have an idolater that moves in, busy living there. At what point do we say it becomes impure? To the extent that now you need to check the premise. Look for the source of impurity. 40 days. Once the idolater has been living there for 40 days, in the land of Israel, there's a rabbinic requirement to treat it as impure until it has been checked. Let's see Rashi. Milot Nami Masechas Olos. Mishnah says in Olos, Maduros Ovde Kochavim The dwellings of idolaters are impure. Mipnei Shekovrin Niflehem Bebateem. They bury fetuses in their homes. And an idolater does transmit impurity also through Ohel, according to the Rabbanon, meaning through being in the same, in the same tent or, or cavity with the source of impurity, the corpse over here, the tuma, the impurity is transmitted, according to the Rabbanon. ben Yochai nami, and even according to Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, dama kibri of the kachov einam etamim magomasa, einam etamim b'magomasa modehu deloimit elamatumas oah. Even according to Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, there's still a tumor that can be transmitted through the corpse of an idolater or a non-Jew through touching the corpse or carrying the corpse. However, Rabbi Shimba says, there's no tumas ohel for a non-Jewish corpse. Meaning, if there's a, a cadaver, a non-Jewish corpse, and a Kohen would enter into the room without touching or lifting the corpse, he's not in violation of the prohibition of becoming Tame Tumas Mace. 
contracting this type of tumor of contact with the dead. According to Rabbi Shem that's reserved for a Jewish corpse. But nonetheless, Rashi says, this concern that these idolaters are burying fetuses over their property, that's a concern, even according to Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, on a lower level. Not concern necessarily about too much oil, but you still have a concern of maga and masa. As these fetuses are strewn around, so if somebody touches it or lifts it, if it's, it's a shallow grave also, it's a potential concern, that also Rabbi Shimon is, is on board with. He says there's this restriction. After 40 days, the time it takes for the development of a fetus that he's been living there, there needs to be a bedika, a check, if the idolater is living in the land of Israel. And he says, the lo mikru adam, for the purposes of Tumas oil, adam kiyomos oil. he says that does not apply to Ovid of Adazara, or actually the Tumas oil, even to Eger Toshav. How long does the idolater need to be living in this domicile? To, after which point do we say there's a need to do a thorough check? Once the idolater leaves, the Jew wants to live there and maintain purity, so he's got to do a check after it's been, it's had an idolater residing there exclusively, for 40 days. Memyom. Kedei Yitzir Savlat. The time it takes to form a fetus. Vafalpi she'en imo isha. Even though he is not married. Rashi says, Lefi she'choshed hu alznos. It's not makbid. And of course, as we said, he's Ovid of Arazara. An idolater who's chashed on Ratzicha. The mission in the beginning of the second parak of Varazara, Dachav Bez, that Ovde Varazara are chashudim on Shvichas Domim. They are suspect of shedding blood. The ideology of Avarazara is an ideology that worships might. Might makes right. That is, if you want to put the cornerstone of idolatry, Right, the, the winning team, okay, we're going to switch sides. We'll join his, his God. His God is the mighty God. So the fetus is powerless, can do away with it. Right, the, whoever is downtrodden, go for it. If, you, if you're in power, okay, well, it's unfortunate if you're not, but the ideology of Avarazar is to view as justified the exertion of brute force. So they're chashudin on They are suspect. Because they're idolaters, they are suspect of viewing the world as a chaotic and amoral uh, clash of various forces. So there's nothing that's going to hold them back from murdering this fetus. And therefore... If they're on the premise within the land of Israel for 40 days or more, that they're living there without anybody else, 
there needs to be a bedika, a check. And every place that the, a weasel and a pig are able to access, in those areas, there's no need to check. Rashi says, If the fetus was in fact cast over there, the weasel or the pig will dig it up and eat it. So in those areas, you don't need to be concerned. So in Sarach Badika, you see over here, you don't need to check. They do the job. So why, by us, are we saying that you do need to check? Why don't we say that they're going to eat it? So before we continue, I want to look a little bit more at this Mishnah in Olos. Let's see. In Perkechaz, Mishnah Zayin, in the middle of Maduras Hagoyim, Tmeim, Kam Yisham Besochan, V'yitzarach Bedika, Arbaim Yom, Av Bishayin Mo Isha. It's there where the Jewish slave or woman, a, a Gentile idolatrous woman, with a Jewish woman, if they're in the same location, so then there's a Shmira or an idolater with a Jewish slave, also a Shmira, and there's no need for Bedika. So what is the concern over here? These Madura, Maduros Agoyim, Sheba Eretz Israel, they're in the land of Israel, that's where this Takana is taking place. Right, like I said, the, the Pashat Pshat, like the Ramam says, is talking only about Goyim, meaning the Ramam qualifies when he mentions Goyim, he means idolaters, as opposed to the Ger Gertoshev has a right to live in the land of Israel. Uh, and is not Choshev and Ratzichon. He's accepted the laws of Noah, so that presumably you would not have this rabbinic restriction or presumption of impurity based on Ratzach, on, on murder. Again, the, the Tosas Yom Tov, for some reason, seems to include even Ger Toshav. Not like what the Ramam says. The Ramam says Goy. For some reason the Tosas Yom Tov seems to extend it even to Ger Toshav. Perhaps he learned to low plug. I don't know. I'll call upon him. What is the type of Tuma here? The Rash says we're talking about Tumas Oa. A word about Tumas Oa, which is Mistabir, because we're talking about something that is buried. So if it's buried, so we're not really worried about Maga, we're not worried about Mas, we're not worried about you touching it or lifting it up, Lachero. We're worried about you being Ma'el, to be over its airspace. That would 
transmit to a mom. Let's take a look at the Malachi Shlomo. He quotes over here. Madulas ovde kochavim temeim. Agot. Matsasi kasa besefer chen tov. Pashas chukas. He found in the book. Chen tov. Vezet lishono. Shemati mishem harav makubal alohi. Marina rav rabbeinu yitzchok ashkenazi. Zichrono bracha. He heard in the name of Darizal. He's, he likes this shat, this, this explanation. He says, it's sweeter than a honey. He likes this idea that the souls of the Jewish people, they're hewn from under the throne of glory. They are sanctified. So he says that the nature of the wickedness is to, is to try and cleave to sanctity. And impurity comes, he says, from the force of the husks, the external husks. As our sages said, all the while that the person is still alive, it's talking about a Jew here, so the forces of impurity are unable to touch his body. The light of his soul blunts their eyes like the light of the sun. It's too overpowering. So the forces of impurity are not able to cleave to the body. But after the departing of his soul from the body, they're drawn to cleave to the vessel that we use for sanctity. Because there are some residual elements of of light, sparks of light in that body. Therefore, they come to to dwell on this body, the body of the of the righteous. Misham nimshacha tumas meis laadam hamis yosim levelas behemah. And from here, we have the, the idea, the, the genesis of this concept, that the impurity of the dead is drawn to the corpse of a body, of a human, more than the corpse of an animal. When the carcass of an animal has tumus nevela, it does not have tumus mace. 
As a strength of a man to be a man, he has sanctity in life. The animal is more limited. It says there's also a distinction between Jew and non-Jew. And as much as a Jew in life is sanctified to his God, and it is departure of his soul, the external, the koch of the klipas seeks to cleave to him. Unlike idolaters that are wicked in their lives and considered dead, they're called dead, they do not have within their bodies the spirit of sanctity that is, is being uh, pushed away from them in their life. Just the opposite. They, they are completely at one with the kochos haklipa chitona in their life. Achre mosam, roch merlian, and after their death, so it departs from them. Mkein ena metamim bimosam kiim bechayim, metamim bimibimosam. Vechein bnos kusim nidos merisosem, vechein kezov mechodava, shel tumazeo mashe shemati. So he's he's explaining in a general sense that the an idolater pushes away the neshama is in his life and in his death is not going to incur the same level of tumah of ritual impurity by virtue of the fact that in his life he already was was absorbed in tumah. Achain, however, The graves of idolaters do not transmit impurity, ritual impurity, through Ohel, through the airspace. He says, what is the fundamental difference between Jews and non-Jews, not just the difference between righteous and wicked, but Jews and non-Jews, he says there's a fundamental difference in, in the source of death. He says, what is the Misa of Lekachavim? It is al regel ha'egel, shegamim lo egel They were subject to death as a result of the sin of Adam Rishon. Adam and Chava ate from the, the fruit of the tree of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, and incurred death. And that is not the same source of death for the Jewish people. Had the Jewish people not engaged in the sin of the golden calf, it would not have made a difference for non-Jews. However, for the Jewish people, after having accepted the Torah, they transcended the limitation 
of death, and they would not have died. They would have been immortal. However, with the sin of the golden calf, Hayomazim, that's where death is reintroduced for the Jewish people. Ki imbola moves um Israel shkiblatera cheres aluchos im kain tumas meis nimshachami ovna egel. The freedom from death was the result of accepting the Torah, and engraved on the tablets was was also freedom from death. And therefore, Jewish death and impurity is directly drawn forth from the sin of the golden calf. And the impurity of Tumas Ohel, and this is not a difference between righteous or not righteous, it's a difference between Jew and non-Jew. The impurity of Ohel, of transmission through, uh, of impurity through the airspace, that's a result of the sin of the golden calf. But somebody who would have died anyway before that, nothing to do with the sin of the golden calf, they're not subject to Tumas O. They're only subject to Tumas Mace through Maga and Masa, through touching and carrying. The source of, the, of this death itself is the sin of the golden calf, and that is what transmits impurity. What transmits impurity is sin, not the dead corpse. Also, the water is not the source of purity. Rather, it's the intent, the correct intent, to burn the cat, the cow, the mother of the calf. Right? We, how do you achieve purity from the impurity of Tumas Mace? Through burning the red heifer. And the ashes being sprinkled, mixed with water and sprinkled on the person who had been become impure through contact with the dead. He says, what is the the mechanism here, if you will, it says the burning of the cow, the mother of the calf, well, the calf is the golden calf. That's the source of impurity. What's the, the mother? Is the Yitzhahara. The Zaya How did the people end up sinning with the golden calf? Where did they come doing idolatry? It was because of the evil inclination. Yitzhahara holy to Basoso and by burning it to ash, Mitaris of an ego. It's a, a process that achieves purity from the sin of the calf. L'chein, therefore, tumas oil, lo noches al kivrei yakum. Aval tumas mago masak nevels behemo noches alayim. They do have, idolaters and non-Jews do have the tumma, the ritual impurity of maga and maso. That's not a result of the sin of the golden calf. That's the, the result of death from the earlier sin of Adamarishim. Kivon Shebo Chlal Tumo, and since they've entered into the, the realm of Tumo, impurity, of Mago, they require the same level of, of 
of purity, that the process is similar, saying if somebody comes in contact with the dead corpse of a non-Jew, directly touching it or lifting it, they will need hazad, the sprinkling, on the third and seventh day, like a Jew, uh, come in contact with the corpse of a Jew. Specifically, by tumas oil, is that that's reserved for Jewish people. Only Jews are subject. The body of a Jew who is passed on can transmit tuma through oil. Because their death is not drawn forth from the sin of the golden calf. Right, and when he says Adam Kiyomas Ba'oil, the, the drasha, famous drasha, is that it's referring to, to Torah. The Ohel, which is the subject of Adam Kiyomas, Tumas Ohel, is Eina Torah Miskayim El Amishamemis Asmalel. That it's referring, Ohel is a, a byword for Torah. And as well, we find Yaakov, Yoshev Ohelim, is a dweller in tents. It's, it's a symbol of the Torah. The Torah is, is confers a, 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 it surrounds the person and imbues his airspace, if you will, with this sanctity, and therefore there's a, a vacuum that Tumas oil becomes a source of transmitting impurity upon the death of Yisrael. And he explained, that's why there's no need to sprinkle from the ash of the red heifer on different types of impurity besides the tumma of Misa, besides the ritual impurity of death. Zivo tzaras, enotaras hapara, eladovar shabom etzad ovano ego. It has to be connected somehow to the sin of the golden calf. Shailem cheirus memach mavis. Because until the sin of the golden calf, they had freedom from the angel of death. Vetziva kodesh baruch lahazosolov, me'efer hapara. God commanded to sprinkle upon, upon him from the ash of the, the, cat, the, the heifer, the kenech of an ego, to clean away the sin of the calf. Shabalos al libo shegerma misa hu of an ego. Vime egel hi para hu yitzahara para duma para sarar shialda egel. Pita sisral asoso. The evil inclination was the instigator that brought about, spawned, the sin of the golden calf, to destroy it from the world, to destroy the evil inclination of the world. He says, this is not just a one-time affair. In every generation, there's some residual fallout from the sin of the golden calf. That is the Hezber of 
Shittas Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That seems Rov Roshon and Paskin that way. That the contraction of, of Tumas Mace is fundamentally different between Yisrael and non-Jews. That Enayud does not transmit Tuma through Tumas Hall. Rabbi Natan disagrees. There are many Roshonim who disagree and say that there is no difference. And their source, among other sources, is this Mishnah itself. Pirush Hayrash Zal, Metanin Be'oil. The Rash says that over here, there is Tumas Oil. We are concerned about these fetuses strewn around, or even in a shallow grave, around the, the dwelling of these idolaters, and the concern is Tumas Oil, that it, it will transmit Tumas through the airspace above the, the grave. So that's that's Shittas Rabbi Shimon uh, Gamaliel. And Tosa says, in fact, that we don't pass in like Rabbi Shimon Bayachai because of this Mishnah. We pass in like Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel, pass in like the Rabbanon that argue and say that even idolaters transmit Tuma through Tumas Ah, through this airspace, not just Jews. The Ramam clearly passes like Rabbi Shimon Bayachai. If you take a look in Tumas Mace, Perak Aleph, Halachi Gimel. He says, the ain't ha-goyim etame He says, an idolater does not transmit tumah through tumas ohel, through the airspace. V'dav is a kabolo. This is a received tradition. Re'u omer b'melchamas midyan kol negev ha-cholol. Lo yizkesham ohel. They battle with midyan. It discusses transmission of tumah by touching the corpse. And it does not mention oil, no tumas oil, because it's talking about corpses of idolaters. Similarly, he says, an idolater does not become tamimis. He can transmit, his corpse can transmit tuma to Israel, but a guy himself does not become tamimis. No change in his status. He touches it, doesn't touch it, carries it, is in the same tent with it. It doesn't make a difference. So, that's the Ramam clearly passing like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. However, he does paskin this Mishnah of Maduras being subject to Tuma. And take a look in Perakid Aleph of Tumas Meis, Ochazayin, he says, a place where idolaters dwelt in the land of Israel. This does transmit impurity. Like the land of the nations. Until there's a check done to search for corpses. Because there's a concern. Perhaps he is buried on this premise. Fetuses. So what type of tumor are we concerned about? He says it's Ke'eretz Amin. What is the tumor of Eretz Amin? The Ramam says, in the beginning of Perek Yiralef, Halacha Aleph, Eretz Amin, Batchil Gazru Al Gushavavad. In the original Takana, the original Rabbinic decree, they decreed on the land itself, the clods of earth themselves, Kebesa Pras, to be concerned that there's mixed in 
some matter of corpses. Only one who walks on it and touches it directly or who carries it, carries from the, the earth of a land outside of the land of Israel. But then they made another decree on the airspace as well in Chutzlaret. That it will transmit Tumah. Even with that, Tumas Maga, Tumas Masa. By putting his head and most of his body into the airspace outside the land of Israel, he becomes ritually impure. So, you, you have over here a rabbinic transmission of impurity of Avir, which seems to be like Tumas oil. It's not entirely like Tumas oil. It's not Doraisa. The Ramam says it doesn't function entirely like all Tumas Avir, and Lachabesi says, Lo also also Tumas it's less stringent than the impurity of the earth of outside the land of Israel. They required the burning of Truman Kodshim for coming in contact directly with Afra. And one who comes in contact directly with a clod of earth from Chutzlaretz needs to have a sprinkling of the third and seventh day from the ashes of the red heifer in order to become pure. Somebody who becomes impure just through the airspace of Chutzlaretz only requires immersion in the mikvah and the setting of the sun. Even though true Tumas oil requires Havzaya, it requires the, the full purification process. So clearly this rabbinic Tumas oil, if you will, is of a lower grade. It only requires mikvah and hair of shemesh. You don't burn truma and kachim that became impure just through contact to the airspace of chutzlaret. So this rabbinic tumas eretz amim, we do say, is limited. To, it's two stages of zera, and it's not fully like tumas oil. So the mother, Mokom Sheshachnu Bogayim Be'eretz Yisrael, that has a tumma like Eretz Amim, the Ramam says. Says this concern, our Mishnah, that, that does seem to be against Rabbi Shem Vayachai, that we're concerned about transmission of impurity through the airspace, walking above the grave of this buried fetus, that is similar to the impurity of airspace of Chutzal Arts in general. So the Ramam is, is seeming to maintain his halacha, passing on Rabbi Shem and yet this Takana Darbanan, Rabbi Shem would agree to. This Mishnah in all those is not against Rabbi Shem Not like the Rash that says, like Rabbi Natam. So we have actually a, a Machlokas Roshonim over here. Let's see the Mishnah Malach lays it out nicely. The, the sound of what the Ramam is saying is that the whatever status of impurity 
was decreed in Chutzlaretz, outside the land of Israel, that is cut-paste applied to these dwellings of idolaters in the land of Israel. And therefore, there's Tumas Ohel of a watered-down form in these areas of Maduras Akum in Eretz Yisrael. V'af the Rabbeinu Pasak, Ki Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, D'kiv Regoim Eino Metamim Be'oel, Rabbi Anu Le'el, the Eretz Amim, Af Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Moded the Gozer Alavira. Vimkein Maduras Nami also osum Ki Eretz Amim. Ach, however, Rashi, Perkamadis Pesachim, Rashi by us disagrees. What does Rashi say? Let's take a look at Rashi by us. Milut Nami Masechas Olus. Medurus akum temein mimei shekovrin nifileim b'bateim ve'akum mitamim b'misasam af be'or l'rabona. Rashi says it goes split down the middle. What is the tumah of the dwellings of idolaters in the land of Israel? Well, it depends. According to the rabona, that say in general, there's no differentiation between the impurity transmitted through a corpse of a Jew or a non-Jew. So they'll say there's Tumas oil as well. And according to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that the corpse of a non-Jew only transmits the Tumas of Maga and Masa, so there's only a restriction of Tumas oil that a non-Jewish corpse does not have. And therefore, in the mother, according to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the way Rashi is laying it out, you have this same need to check and the same supposition that there is impurity there because of the risk, they're chashed and retzichah, they do commit murder, and we're worried about buried fetuses on the premise. But that is, is only to the extent, according to Rabbi Shimon, that we're worried about maga and masa, touching and carrying the fetus, but not tumas o'ah. So Rashi says, the Mishnah is l'kuliyamo, but it's nishalik, it depends on which shita, Rabban and Rabbi Shimon how much we're concerned, are we concerned for ohel or not? So Rashi is against the Ramam. Ramam says, even Rashbi agrees there's going to be Tumas Ohel because of Tumas Eretz Amin, which includes Avir, Chutzl Aretz, in the mother of Eretz Yisrael, in the, in the dwelling of an idolatry in the land of Israel. That's Shita's Rashi. And then there's a third Shita. Chaynami is as Medivetosus Perk Test Metziah. If you look in Bamatziah, Dafkofiodale. And in Yevomis, Daf Samachalaf, Tosus does split it as well, like Rashi, saying that this Mishnah is subject of debate. However, he doesn't agree with Rashi all the way. The Mishnah of Maduras, of the dwelling of the idolater in the land of Israel, transmitting Tumah, is according to everybody each one according to their interpretation of how much ritual impurity is transmitted by the non-Jewish corpse. According to Tosus, the Mishnah is only according to the Rabbanon. And according to Rabbi Shem Baichai, there's no such iser, no such requirement to check, and without checking, saying that there's going to be Tumah. Rabbi Shem Baichai says, no, there's only Tumas Maga and Tumas Masa, and they do bury the fetus, so we're not worried about Ohel. So, there's nothing to be concerned about, no such gzera, according to Rabbi Shimon. 
So then he just reiterates that according to the Raman, it's not a subject of debate. And not like Rashi that says everybody agrees, but each according to their way. And not like Tosos that says the mission on Olos is only being said according to Rabbana and not according to Rabbishimim. Now the, the Rambam has a chuva about this. In Peradar, in Simon Nun Zayin, the Shiloh was, Is there a difference between the dead of the Jews or non-Jews? So he wants to know. We see that Rabbi Shimon Yochai says, Does Rabbi Shimon disagree with Chacham? Does Chacham disagree with him? Do we paskin? How do we paskin? We see in Olos, Mishnah, Stam Mishnah, says there is a Din Oel. So do we pass in against Rabbi Shimon, like Rabbi Shimon? What's the deal? So the Ramam answers. Describing the tumors that are transmitted through a corpse by Midian is written, Kol Nefesh There's no difference between the dead and their graves. There will be a transmission of tumor by touching the corpse of a dead non Jew. Also, when he touches his grave, will become impure. Now, here, the Ramam himself says something that's surprising. He says, Tumas oil is not subject of debate at all. He says, unlike those that say that the Chachamim argue on Rishon Vayachai, the Ramam says nobody argues on Rishon Vayachai. Everybody agrees there's no Tumas oil. Just to quote the Kesef Mishnah on Tumas Meis Aleph Gimel that we saw before, where the Ramah Paskins like Rabbi Shimba Yechai, the Kesef Mishnah says, Even the Rabbanon argue on Rabbi Shimon, the Ramah is Paskining like Rabbi Shimon. Because it sounds like Ravina agrees with him. So, he has rayas, you have rayas that we pass in like Rabbi Shimon, but the Kesef Mishnah says that Rabbanon do argue. The Rambam disagrees with the Kesef Mishnah. The Rambam says no, he's not willing to concede a debate even. He says, If Rabbi Ravina al Rabbi Shimon levad, Rabbi Shimon. If Ravina was just going to Rabbi Shimon, he should have said so. It's not that Rabbi Shimon is going. It, that Ravina is passing like Rabbi Shimon, Ravina is passing like everybody. And Rabban and Acham don't argue. Even though the, the corpse of a non Jew is restricted from transmitting Tuma through the airspace, 
Okay, so he says that the Gemara does not sound like a machlokas. Okay, so Seder, he's bringing Raya's that the Kesef Mishnah also brought Raya from Eliyahu Anovi. He says, I mean, the Amar le Rabba le my lav koinu. How is Eliyahu Anovi allowing himself to become impure? Isn't he a coin? My time, I'll call you What is he doing in the graveyard? Amale, lo masnimat, Taras. He didn't learn Taras. When he says he didn't learn Taras, Tosas over there explains that you will never find an Amara that doesn't know every single Mishnah. It means he didn't learn the Brisa in Taras. So it sounds like Elionavi also passes like a Rishim Vayachai. Just the Ramam says he happens to be the Balamemra, but nobody disagrees. Okay, so what are you going to do about our Mishnah? Don't, don't ask a kasha from Mishnah Oolos. It's mashmo. They have too much oil. And he quotes the Mishnah. Once he's there 40 days, an idolater living in the land of Israel, there's this din of Tumas Maduras Gayim. What is the explanation of the Mishnah? Says the Rambam. There's rabbinic impurity there. He says, Not sure exactly what he's referring to, Tumas Isha B'chutzlaretz. We do find, I don't know he's picking on Tumas Isha, but we do find that, that, you, that you have, in general, Non-Jews having a tumor of uh, of zavin, like zav and zava, midirabanan. I'm not sure why he's saying tumas isha b'chutzlaretz. Al koponim he's saying it's a dindirabanan. I call shove mipnei meisim ashehim kovrim sham. Once they're there, forty days. Asai anu omrim efshar shepila v'kivov nefil sham. Maybe there's a, a fetus was buried there. Therefore, there's a rabbinic decree. Even if there's no woman on the premise, even though we're, there's no reason to have this concern, nonetheless, they made a blanket decree. We're concerned in those places that perhaps the fetus was cast over there. Not that you have to dig up all the area. That's what the Raman writes. So he's saying, don't think that the Mishnah proves Tumas oil. It's a din dirabonon. And there is no Tumas oil by Goyim. Doraisa ever according to anybody. That's where the Ramam learns. Now it's a little bit schwer. The footnote over here. Good footnotes in Terador. 
from Rabbi David Yosef. So he he quotes. He says it's very schwer. It's very difficult to understand. The Rambam writes that kivrei akum emetamim kamo akum meis. That is what the Rambam says, and and according to the way he's explaining it, that's why you're concerned that the grave of the idolater is considered like touching the idolater. So you're going to have Tumas Mago. But the Ramam in Perk Tess, Halacha Dalad of Tumas Meis, says not that way. He says, Akum, Einlam Tumas Kvaros, Alav Einon Metamim Ba'orav. The Ramam himself paskins that that's not the case in Yad HaZoka. He says that there's, there is, the, the Tuma of touching the grave is predicated on Tumas Ba'orav. It's the airspace of the corpse. But touching the grave is not like touching the body of the corpse. Remavur beferish sheposik sheafkiver akum enamentamin. So it's clear the Rambam says that the, the grave of the idolater, or non-Jew in a general sense, is not going to transmit tumo through standing on top of the grave, because that's not mago according to the Rambam in Yadachazaka. So he says, According to the Rambam, how he paskins in Yad, we're forced to say that the Mishnah Nolis is against Rabbi Shemayachai. And once you say that standing on top of the grave is not like touching the corpse, so then he says, so what, what Tuma is it? And like the case of Mishnah, it says that there is a machlokis between Rabbi Shimon Yachai and the Rabbanon, is there Tumas Ohel by by Mesei Akum. Now, Lachara, it's I'm, I'm not sure what's pushing him so, so much to say that. Meaning, I, we do see it, a breakdown that the Ramam in Per Hadar is Shuvos, is not saying like what he says in Yad, that we see. And the Raman says in, in Tshuva, he says that standing on top of the grave is a type of Tumas Maga, and there's no Tumas oil at all by, by Goyim. So that is Chozerba. I, I don't know what came first, the Tshuva or what he wrote in Yadachazaka. We see Behedya, he's not passing like that in Yadachazaka. He's saying in Yadachazaka, standing on the grave, there will be no Tuma. Uh, there's this Din mother. The Ramam in Yerachazaka says that's Tumas Amin. The Ramam does say, even though he's passing like Rabbi Shem that there is Tumas Avir in Chutzlar. It's, it's, it simulates Tumas Ohel, and that's in general the second Zera in the Avir of Chutzlar, it's in the airspace of outside the land of Israel, and that extends to in the land of Israel over the areas that, that you find uh, a dwelling of an idolater. But Lechera, it's not a, a stira, meaning as much as Rabbi Shimon Bayochai agrees to this Tekhanat Rabbanon, so you could say there's a quasi-tumas oha, minder Rabbanon, that finds expression in tumas eretz ha'amimim. And even though Lechera, Lechera, it's, it's a bit of a surprise, because... It's not a straight up takana drabanan that a 
corpse of an agoy is metanatumas oil. He doesn't say that. He says it's less than that. You don't need hazoya. You don't need the sprinkling, and the, the, the whole process of purification with the ashes of red heifer. You just need a mikvah, just dunk, hair of shemesh. It's, it's based on tumas oil, but it doesn't function like tumas oil. So say that that's the same thing over here. It's not, it's, I don't know what's pushing him so hard to say that the Rambam changed his mind and says that, that there has to be machlokis just lochera, it's, it's a havana of this dindarabana. It's a, a pseudo tumas oil mindarabana. Lochera. Where he is changing his mind is, is saying that it's a pseudo tumas darabana instead of tumas mago. The, the, the mission of it in, in Olos, he's learning is, in Yad Chazoka, he's learning that it's like Avir, Eretz Ammin. And in this chuva, he's learning it's a type of mago. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, in Yardea, Simon Shinain Beis, Sif Beis, the Machaber Paskins, Kivre of the Kochavim, Nochonli Zoira Koin Milayalechaleim. It's appropriate for a coin to be meticulous not to walk above the graves of idolaters. That's Maram Rutenberg also is mashed like that way, it's just Nochon. Even though there are those that are lenient and say it is permitted. He quotes the Rambam. And now goes to Mammonius, Bishem Sefi Reim. The Reim says even more. The Reim is the other extreme. The Reim says they don't have any Tumas Mace. The Reim says that the Goyim don't have any Tumas Mace. Marginalized opinion, Lachar. Rover Shonen. Lachar are like the Rambam. The Paskin like Rashbi. But. The Ramah is quoting the Nochon Lahachmir. The Nochon Lahachmir. He's, he's agreeing with the Psak that it is not Minadin, but Nochon Lahachmir. Avalkevishel Mumer Metamekishel Yisrael. The Rashba says that if somebody becomes a Jew, becomes an idolater, he still transmits Tumas oil like Yisrael. Right, and that presumably will be a machlokas, according to the the Hagos uh, Mordechai, that says that a mummer Labarazara, becomes a non-Jew, essentially. The only difference between a mummer and a regular non-Jew is that a regular non-Jew, in order to become Jewish, has to have a gerus process, and a mummer has to do tshuva, that's the only difference. But Kozman, he doesn't do tshuva, he is a guy. That's the way I go with So presumably he would disagree with this. And if he would hold that this differentiation between Mummer uh, applies, um, I mean, if, if, if you'd, I don't know what the Agos Mordechai holds in terms of Kivrei Akum versus Kivrei Israel, but if you'd agree with Rabbi Shimon, or Koran Rama, Koran everybody, right? If you would agree that there's no Tumas Oil, by Kivrei Akum, so he would presumably hold that that's the case also by a Mummer, not like the Rashba. Right? Most Rishonim are not like this, Hagos Mordechai. Now, Kalponim, that's how the, the Machaber Paskins and the Ramos seems to agree. It's only L'Chachila, Chumra, Nochon Lizoyer, to be concerned for the Balitosos. 
Rabbeinu Tam, and those that say that that it's a machlokas and Paskin like Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai. I'm sorry, the Paskin like Rabbanon or Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel against Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, and say that there is Tumas Ohel by Kibriyakum. Continuing in the Gemara. And therefore, we say that they, these creatures not only are around, but if they are around, they eat. And you don't need to even check. So why by us do we say that if you saw the chulda dragging the chametz that you do have to check, say that it ate it. On Rebizera, lo kasha. Rabbi Zer says there's a big difference. They like to eat flesh, and they're not so excited about bread. So the flesh, they're going to eat it all up. But, and that's by the, the fetus, but by the bread, they're going to leave crumbs. By flesh, they leave over. They do not leave over, rather, and by bread they leave over. Amar Rava, Haimai. Rava has a different approach. Bishloma, Hosam. It says over there, by Maduras Akum. Emo have it, Emo. Emo have it, Emo We could say that it was there, we could say it wasn't there. Meaning it's only a suspicion. Just because they're Choshet on doesn't mean we know that there's a dead fetus on the premise. It's a Chash, it's a concern. Vimtim Saloma have it, and if you say that, let's uh, do a thought experiment, perhaps there really is a dead buried fetus somewhere on the present premise, but we can also surmise that because there are these scavenger predators over here, the, the weasel, the chazir, the, the, the swine, they're going to come and eat it. So even if there was, we have a reason to say that it was taken away. Over here, in the case of chametz, we know for a fact that the weasel is dragging the chametz around. How can you say with such certainty that he ate it? We only say over there that we rely on the consumption to undo the concern when we don't know that there's a concern to begin with. It's just a suspicion. So on a suffix, we'll rely on the fact that the, these scavenging animals will eat the fetus, and therefore... Say so we're not concerned about Tumah. But over here, we know there is chametz, And once we know there's chametz, so we're not going to rely so heavily and say it was eaten. It's, it's just a suffix. Have a suffix uvadai. It's a doubt about whether it was eaten and a certainty that it was brought, the chametz. Then suffix wants me to And as logic would seem to dictate, a suffix, a case of doubt, cannot gain ascendancy and take away from what's certain. So zikr zikr. You know there's chametz here, so don't rely on the doubt. Maybe it was consumed. Let's see Important heter for kahanim. They're allowed to go into idolaters' homes. Even if there are no 
pigs or weasels around. In Chutzlaretz, we don't have this special takana of Maduras of the Kachavim. There's a general Tumas Eretz Amin, that there's a suspicion of Tumah in Chutzlaretz, but the specific requirement for Bedika is only in Eretz Yisrael. So Kainam are allowed to go in Chutzlaretz to Batei of the Kachavim. Says, the next toast is boss of Lomashaira doesn't leave over meat. Omar Rabbenotam, the Hainodafka boss in the feeling, the Rochich. Rabbenotam points out that in Perik Sheni of Babakamo, Choshev Chazir, Sha'achal Basar Achila Aidet Chak, that a pig only eats meat when it's hungry. It's not standard. So the over here we're saying that it will, sh- will for sure eat it all up. That's because it's very soft meat. A fetus is, is super tender, and that the pigs will, will eat up. But regular tough meat, so that they'll only eat when they're hungry. Okay, let's continue in the Gemara. The Ein Sophic Motimide Vada. And is it correct that this is the principle that we don't view the questionable outcome as determining against what's certain. Vahatanya, we have a brisa that seems to undermine that idea. Chaver shemes. If you have a chaver, he is somebody who is trusted specifically regarding tithes, and he has died. Vinyach magura peros, and he's left over a pantry full of fruits. And the status of a chaver is that he's meticulous to set aside the tithes right away. Even though we know that these fruits came into the pantry that same day. The status of these fruits is the same status they always have. That the chaver takes care of them and they're edible. They're chulen mitukonen. They're ready to go. You can eat them. You don't need to set aside a tithe. Gemara analyzes this. In this case, we, we would assume these fruits are tevel, are in need of a tithe. They just came in today. This sophic musari, sophic lo musari. And we're not sure if the chaver, the balabos over here, who was trusted to set aside tithes, you know, he was busy today. He died. Are you sure he set aside the tithe? Maybe not today. So these fruits presumably came in as tevel. And nonetheless, we say, no problem. These fruits are fine. So, this is a case, it's a Safik Musarim, and it is determining against the apparent Vadai of Tevel. So, Gemara says, no. Awesome, Vadai, Vadai. Both are considered Vadai. The Vadai Ma'asri. It's not a Safik if he took Maiser. Chavar takes Meiser as soon as possible. If it's in his house, he took Meiser. Even if he died that day, he doesn't dray around at all. There's a, a presumption that a Chavar does not let anything go out from his hands if it's not in a token, it's not edible. Viboy Seima, an alternate interpretation. 
Don't say it's vada or vada. Say it's suffolk and suffolk. What's the suffolk? Dilma meikara emadolotvili. Who told you it's teva? You're assuming that it came and these fruits came in needing to be tied. But how do you know that? Maybe they didn't need to be tied. Could be osha. Dam rabi osha. Maramada matvohaso machnisa b'motzela kadesh tebehem tochelas upturim enoeser. Person can find loopholes to avoid needing to set aside the tithe. He could bring it into the home when it's not yet nigmar malach, so it's not yet ready for storage. He's got the chaff on it still. And he could bring it in, and his animal will be able to eat. And uh, not only that, he'll, he'll be able to himself have arai. So there are ways to avoid the status of tevel that's machai v'afrasha, that the the produce that needs to be tied doesn't necessarily need to be tied. He could avoid that status by bringing it in. Also, not even bringing it through the front door, bringing it in another way. There are ways to get out of it. So, once there are ways to get out of it, it's not vada tevel, it's suffolk tevel. So, suffolk and suffolk. And therefore, we'll say that he did do the afrasha. Vein suffolk motsumide vada. And is it true? that we don't say that a suffix will be the determining factor, even against a vada. Vatanya, we have a brisa. Ama Rabbi Yehuda, Maisa b'shivchosel shametzikechot b'rimon. The story of a maidservant of a certain, Rashi says, Inish alomo Yisrael having the Jewish tough guy in Rimon. Shetil nev he cast her fetus into the pit. Top of the Testament base. And a coin came and looked, glanced over the side of this pit to know, was this fetus male or female? Rashi explains, The coin was either a relative of this woman or from the members of the household. Sham Lahagilimo and they sent him over there to tell the mother, this maidservant, Matibo, what is the status of this fetus? Right, Pashas Tazria, we have a difference in the status of days of purity and impurity, whether the birth was male or female. Velo Nizar Osukoin Alzharas Lenefish Loitame. And this coin was not correct. He's saying it's, he's in the wrong. Then Lenefesh Loitami, a coin is not allowed to become impure. Vehitis Bobabar, and he checked. Vanefa Lora, and he didn't find the fetus altogether. So what happened? Ba Maislefne Chachamim Vitiruhu. The Chachamim said he's Tahar. Email Alamis. Is not Tame Tumas Oil? And Akav, you see over here, from, from the Rashi, that. Even if he's a relative, there's no din for a Kohen to be metame to a nephil. He's metame to his relative. Even if he's a relative of the nephil, he would not be metame to the nephil. It's similar to the din that a Kohen is not metame. Ratosa speaks this out. He doesn't say that he didn't forget. He says, Omari the Kohen shote haya. This Kohen was a shote. Dafilu imnomar shalgvirte haya. He should not have become Tameh. 
Just like his parents, who he is metametu, they were bnei kayama, they were fully in the status of living before they died. So too, he says the the fetus is excluded because it's not a bar kayama. Also, when a coin is metame for his relatives, it's for the prop- purpose of burial. But that wasn't necessary over here. There's no din of kura for Nepalim. So the fetus doesn't need kura. And there's no din to be metame. Tosa says it's shaita. Rashi says he wasn't zahir. It's lachera uh, along the same lines. Nobody's justifying what the coin did over here. But the, the point of, of this story, the Gemara is bringing it, is to say that the Chachamim were metahir. Why? Because you have these creatures, right? the weasel, and Bardalus is some other type of scavenger, predator, uh, it could be a, a polecat or a marten, something like that. They're also there. And therefore what? So what that they're there? Rashi says, Presumably, these creatures dragged it away, and it's not there anymore. And therefore, there's no ohel for this guy who's going over the airspace of this pit. In this case, you have a vada. Here you have that the, the tough guy in Rimon threw the fetus into the pit. We have a vada here. Bisofik garu, sofik logaru. We're not sure. We didn't see that this fetus was, dead fetus was dragged by, by a hulda, by, by the weasel, into a pit, into the, the hole in, the, in, a, in his lair. We didn't see that. Ahi uh, shaito. We, we didn't see that. Kasi safik vadai. And nonetheless, we have a doubt. And it's motzmide vadai that there was a fetus here. Lo. Gemara says, that's not exactly the case. It's not that there was a vadai nefel. It's a suffix. When it says, that, that she lost her, her fetus, we don't know yet. It's not that we know it was full term or almost full term, and we just want to know what the, whether it was male or female. We don't, we don't even know if it was developed yet enough to be a fetus that transmits tumor. And therefore it's a suffix. So, have a suffix and suffix. In the story, it's taught that it, the purpose of looking was to know if it was male or female. This is what it means to say. To know if it was not even a fetus, im nefilipila, or if it was actually fully developed enough to transmit tuma, and the status of a nefil, vimtim talomar nefilipila, and if you want to say that it was actually a nefil, leido im zacharu im nekevahi, to know if this fetus that was developed enough on that side was it male or female. Vibois emo, alternatively, hosam vada vada, it's a case of vada and vada. Since you have these creatures there, they are definitely on the scene. They certainly dragged it away at the time. 
Even though they might leave over some some of the meat of the of this fetus, they might not consume all the flesh right away, but they certainly dragged it away right away. That's an alternate suggestion. Why are we saying that this is that, that this is ain't suffic motzmi if you recall, the case was the Kohen, he was in the wrong, he shouldn't have done it. But the Kohen looked and did not see the fetus altogether. So why are you saying it's a suffix if it was dragged away by the, by the, the chulda or bardless? L'chari, that's a vadai. If he didn't see it, so that means it's not there. L'chari. So it should be vadai. That's l'chari, the second way of learning. Vada, it was Megara. Maybe it didn't consume it, but it's not here. Right, the first way, before the Iboy Seima, so, Lechera, it's a little bit strange that we're not being Mesiaches to this. The fact that the guy looked and it is not there. You're right, it's Vada Hitila, Esophic Yeruhu. But, Lechera, even without coming on to saying it's a suffix, whether it was a real nafil or not, maybe it was underdeveloped and not yet have the status of fetus, even without that, you have, you have against that vadai that you see that the guy, the coin saw that the fetus wasn't there. Could be in the first way, it's saying that he, he didn't see, and before he could inspect the area thoroughly, he, he turned back and realized he was mistaken, something like that, that he wasn't confident that he had surveyed it and check that it's not there, that there was no fetus there. He just didn't find it. Okay, that's what you have to say. Continuing the Gemara. And do we say that we're not concerned, perhaps it was dragged by a weasel? Meaning this, going back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, We are not concerned. We saw Rashi and Tosis, Machos, exactly what we're not concerned about. But Lamaisa, we're not concerned that you need to check both ways for the possibility of the dragging of Chomets of a weasel from place to place. It's not a concern. Is that really true? The Gemara is questioning the assertion of the Mishnah. The Hakutani Seifa. If you look later in the Mishnah, and Yudam at Beis. So it says, Masha Mishaya, Yanichena what is left over? You finish doing your Bdikas Chametz, and you have a little bit left. You have to set it carefully aside, Shelo Yeh in order that you shouldn't need to come on to a second Bdika. So you see that we are worried about the potential of a weasel dragging the Chametz away. Amrabaya Lokashabai says, not a problem. That the difference between our Mishnah that says we're not concerned about a chulda dragging a chametz, that's talking about. Let's see, Rashi. The first part, our Mishnah, that says we are not concerned, is talking about when he checked on the 13th. Shemotsui pass harbe l'chulda. There's a lot of bread around. Hey, it's still all year long. The 13th of Nisan. 
people are still eating bread. So, you know, some people aren't already, but apparently plenty of people are still eating bread. And therefore, the chulda has lots of bread, sochabatim. The chulda is comfortable with its food supply of bread. The seifa behetitnan biyadalit. And the next Mishnah, the conclusion of this Mishnah, if you will, says that it's talking about the 14th. The chulda notices something's up. It's leil batikas chametz, and the bread supply is running low. So the chulda is going to start burrowing and hiding away some of the chametz instead of eating it all up. So, so that's Abaye's answer. We are concerned or not concerned. Depends on what day. On the 13th. So it just eats it up. It doesn't need to hide it away. On the 14th, it sees the bread supply is scarce. They're checking chametz. So now it's going to have to store some, save for later. And then you are concerned. So on the 14th, you will be concerned. Right. It's a lot of bread in the home. Homes. It's not. It's not going to need to store and hide. Barabosa on the 14th, it's not a lot of bread in the home. Mitzna, it will hide. It's going to hide chametz on the 14th. By Leil Bdikas Chametz. Amar Rava, Rava is not happy with this answer of Abaye. Vechi Chulda Neviye. Right? It's a little bit of a pun over here. What is this weasel? Chulda Neviye. You think that this weasel is, is uh, the prophet is Chulda, right? The niece of uh, Yermio Anavi. Such a fancy Chulda you got over here. The Yodeh da Idna Abasar. It knows that today is the 14th day of Nisan. Filo'afi Adla Urta. And you're not going to bake until later, Mishairo. And, and therefore, it'll leave over some, some of its bread. Oh, Umetamro. It's going gonna, it's gonna to guard it. Rava has a different interpretation. That which it leaves, that the person after checking leaves over, he needs to set it aside and, and keep it uh, guarded. Because there's a concern, maybe the chulda will come right in front of us and take from this stash of chametz that you saved for tomorrow breakfast. And if the chulda does that, you're going to need to go and check. So we're not concerned about a chulda we don't see. That's what our Mishnah says. But we are concerned about a chulda you will see. When you have a hechroch staring in the face, the chulda may come and, and grab the chametz and go running, and then you're going to have to go check all over again. Tanya Kovasid Rava. Vabraisa supporting Rava. Harotzelech chametz achar bediko. Somebody wants to eat chametz, leaven, after he has checked. Ketzidiyaseh, what should he do? That which he has left over, he should set it aside carefully. If it's set aside in a, in a locked up place, then we can avoid the concern of a weasel coming and taking it right in front of our face. And then you need to do another bdika. So that's that's uh, Brisa supporting Rova's explanation that our Mishnah says we're not concerned is we're not concerned about a phantom chulda that we don't see. But when we say that you have to keep the chametz you have left over, you want to save it for breakfast, 
in the morning, Erev Pesach, that is not because we're worried about a phantom chulda. We're worried about a real chulda coming, and then you're going to have to check the whole house over again. So therefore, be chacham in avoid that possibility, keep it locked up. Rav Meri Omar, Gzeira Shemeniach Esevim Satesha. Rav Meri says in a similar vein that the subsequent Mishnah, which says that you have to be matzniah the chamis, keep it guarded, somehow ensure that it's protected, is to avoid another concern. That if you put down ten and find nine, if ten pieces of bread and you find only nine, so then you also have a hechroch, that one is missing, even if you didn't see the chulda taking it in front of your nose, but you have evidence that that's what happened, then you need to check again. So to avoid that, keep it locked up. Keep, keep the chametz that you want to eat tomorrow, not just in a separate location, or, or not just keep tabs on where it is, but keep it in a way that it will be protected from being grabbed by a creature that doesn't care about your bidikas chametz. Teisha tziburin shel Nine piles of matzah. Ve'echad shel chametz. One pile of chametz. Vosa achbar. And here a mouse comes and takes some of this, one of these things, and we're not sure which pile it took from. It's got something in its mouth, this mouse. Did it take from the matzah pile or the chametz pile? So Gemara says, That's the classic case of Teisha Chanuyus. Let's see Rashi. Also, Achbar Vishokal, the Nichnas Lebayas Pifnenu entered the home in front of us. We don't know. This mouse took something, scurried into the house. Was it bringing chametz or matzah? And since we saw it, we need to check. Or do we say perhaps matzah shoka? Say that what it took was matzah, and don't worry about it. This is similar to the case of teishchanuyus. The the rule is, it's a halacha, that you do not go after the rove. Don't go after the majority. So if it's in its place, like in this case, it was the, the suffix originated right here. We, we saw it take from here. But the, the mouse grabbed a piece. We're not sure from which pile, but it was right here. So that's called the suffix is right in front of us at the mokom at the place where you have Isra and Hatter. So we, we do not say, look at what the majority is. We look at the, the case as a straight suffix, a shuffle, a 50-50 case. And suffix is Therefore, be concerned. 50-50 it's chametz. And you saw the mouse scurrying into the house. You got to do another badika. Agav, the Orcha Shulchan says that this idea of this halacha, he says, is is a. Uh, it could also be a kula, right? If you have nine of matzah, I'm oh, sorry, not nine of matzah, nine of chametz and one of matzah, you wouldn't say rov, and therefore say it's vaday chametz. You'd still say it's chatsi chatsi. It's fifty fifty, because kol kavu kamerta merta. It's bein lahaka bein lahachme. Even if the majority is is lachomra, you still say it's only safek ashakol. So the Gemara says, right, Hainu Teisha Chanuyas. Okay. Pirish. What happens if it was separated? 
Prusa, Rashi says, Me'achas minatziburin. We saw um, that the mouse is taking from something that came from one of the piles. Le'echad min hazavius. To, to, to grab to one of the corners. Veloyadano, and this piece, we don't know from which pile it came. We know that one piece of either matzah or cracker, we can't tell what. It's a chomets or matzah. It's, it's sitting there, and it came from one of these, but we're not sure which pile. Vosa achbar, and the mouse came, take it. And it entered with this suffix into the house. So that case, by Pirish, you will not say kol kavu kamerzal merza. Va'asa achba v'shakel, I know seifa. That is like the seifa ditnan, or the Gosli term changes the girsa should say ditanyo. This is tatna brisa. Teisho chanuyas kulon mochrem basa shchuta. You have nine stores. They all sell kosher meat. Vachas mochers basa nevela. One of the stores, there's one store that sells nevela meat, non-kosher meat. Ve'lokach me'achas mehen. If, he per, if a person purchased from one of these ten stores, that's called kol kavua. He took from one of them, he just doesn't know which one. So it's, the, the suffix is right there at the source. We don't say, Mistami took it from one of the nine that were kosher. We just say, Suffolk It's a straight suffix, a straight down 50-50. But if it's nimsa, if you just find a piece of meat, you have a plaza, you have ten butcher stores, and you find a piece of meat in the park between all ten, somewhere, so so you can say, stomach came from the kosher one. It's not bimakomo. So so you go after the rove. Rashi speaks out, the hecha de lo lochu bimokum kavua. And you'll say, in this case, if the if the piece of mystery grain, we don't know if it's chametz or, or matzah, we know it's separated from one of these ten piles, we're not sure which, and then the mouse comes and takes him to the house, we can rely that it's acharov, if it was nine piles of, of matzah, that it took from the matzah, because the, this piece separated from one of the ten. Shnei tziburin. Echad shel matzah, ve'echad shel chametz. You have two piles. One pile of matzah, one pile of chametz. Ulefneem shnei batim. And before them are two homes. Echad baduk ve'echad eno baduk. One home was already checked for chametz. And one home was not yet checked for chametz. V'asu shnei achbarim. And two mice come. Echad shokol matzah, ve'echad shokol chametz. One mouse takes the matzah, and one mouse takes chametz. V'lo yedinon hai lahai ayo. And we're not sure which one is brought into which home. So we know one home now has chametz in it, and one home now has matzah in it. But we just don't know which is which. This is like the case of shtei kupos. What's the case of shtei kupos? This is also Bryce of Titania. Shtei kupos, achas shelchun ve'achas shelchumo. If two baskets... One is holding fruits that are chulin, metukonim, you can eat them. Ba'achas shol truma. And one is truma. It is only edible to kohanim and families. Ulefneem shnei soim. 
Echad Shelchul and Echad Shel Truma. And before them are two saw, two two containers that have one chul and one truma. And we see that there's a, one group of the of fruits falls into another group of fruits. Mutarin. Even though we're not sure which fell into which, meaning you have two and two, and the the baskets are now two baskets instead of four baskets. Which ones fell into which? Which that we don't know. So the the chulin may have fallen into the truma, and the truma may have fallen into the chulin. That's one possibility. Or the truma fell into the truma, and the chulin fell into the chulin. And if that if that happened, then it's nice and neat. And we'll say that the basket that has chulin maintains the status of chulin and can be eaten by anybody. And that basket that has truma has a little bit more truma in it and maintains the restrictions of truma. So the Gemara says that that is actually what we do. We say it's mutarin. Shani omer, chulin toch chulin naflu, truma toch truma naflu. I say that that's what happened. I suspect and project what would I like to happen to Suffolk, presume that that is what happened, that the chulin fell into the chulin, and the truma to the truma, and there's no loss of chulin in this case, by becoming mixed up with truma. So say that that's the same thing over here. That in our case, with one mouse holding chametz, one mouse holding matzah, and they scurry into the two homes next door, and we're not sure which one went into which home, and one home is baldok, one home is not baldok, so you'll say, Shani Omer, same svar that I would like to project what would be. The house that's already checked, that's the one that the, the mouse brought in matzah. And the house that was not checked, anyone need to check, say that's the one that the mouse brought in chametz. Rashi says, Noflu elu toch elu, hasoin, betoch elu kupus, v'yadulonu sha'echad nofal bezu, v'echad bezu. We know that they fell in in a straight way. We just don't know which one fell into which. All the fruits are permitted, meaning they have a status of either chulin or truma. We say that they fell in the way that's convenient. Even though you don't have enough to be mevatel, you don't have enough for bitel. You need 101 to be mevatel, the truma in the chulin. We don't have that much. If the one basket that had truma fell into the basket that had chulin, then you'd have medome. It's not enough to be mevatel. Nonetheless, Shani Omer saves the day. That I have a possible way to say there's no problem here. So go with that. The Gemara continues. Shani Omer Gemara says, it's not a good dimyan. This case that we say, Shani Omer, is talking about truma that's darbanan. Rashi says, nowadays truma is darbanan. That's when we employ this idea of Shani Omer, that on a rabbinic prohibition, if it's truma, midarabanan, so I can be lenient and say the truma went with the truma and the chulin went with the chulin. But chametz daraisa miamrinan. Will I say it by chametz is daraisa? No, I will not. Out of dikas chametz daraisa. Gemara says back, hey, 
Digas chametz. This is a din derabanan. The obligation to check for chametz is is, is not doraisa. Derabanani. Dimi doraisa bitul be'alma sagile. You don't need to do bedika doraisa. Bitul be'alma is enough. You could just be mavatel. So this case is a good comp, and you can say shani omer to say that the the mouse that carried the chametz went into the house that was not checked. And the house that carried in the matzah went into the house that was checked. Because the chiv badika is only midirabona. When, when the Gemara says uh, that the raisa bittel, the almasagit, it's enough to do bittel. So, Tosus, going back, Hainutesha Kanuyos, he's, he's working on this issue. He says, the fee mashapirsha kuntris, le inyan badika, lonihira, liri. The way that Rashi explains the Gemara, that's all these cases discussing an obligation to check, he disagrees. The reason says that's not pshat. That this is case of, of the Suffolk Darabonah. So he, he doesn't like the way Rashi is learning that it's, it's working on the Chiv Bedika. Tosus will concede to Rashi that if you were not yet mevatel, then you have a daraisa situation on your hands. The old kasha, the kabitesh ganuyus leka cheskes hete, aval hacha ukma cheskes baduk. Da be baduk mairi. Ilav hachi pshita de boy bedika. He says another differentiation between the cases, if you're talking about bedika, is that cheskes baduk should count for something. If you know one house was checked, that should give you some, some credit margin. And Rashi doesn't seem to do that. Vinilari, dilian, dilian, shehevi achbar lebais, venimsa kaboy, yishari lachilo, ilav. That, according to the Ri, what is the discussion? Not do you need to check, but can you eat it? You found this morsel. You just don't know. Was it chametz or matzah? So, on that, the question is, can you eat or not? That's a daraisa shayla. Vim toma. Why should we say that the, the mouse that take from the, these piles? Why should it be kavua more than the case in Chulun, Daftanikeim, and Aleph? If something is found in the hands of a Nochri, So you, you don't say that it's kavua, you say it came from the veld. It's only talking about where you actually saw it. You saw that it took from the Mokum Kvias, but without that you would say that it just came from the rove, not necessarily from any of these piles. The bottom line of the, the last Tosos in Testament Bays says, the coolish mites of Mary, Shehakikar, Kolkach God, or the Lekel Meimar Achalte. Says the whole case, all of these cases are predicated on a huge piece of Chametz, or huge piece of something. We're not sure if it's Chametz or Matzah, but it has to be a huge piece, because then you can't say that the mouse ate it. But, says Tosus, a major Kula, if you would say, you could say that the mouse ate it, then you would say that the mouse ate it. Right? And, that's, and that's how the tour paskins. It says you have a sveik sveikah, saying maybe it went in, and if it did, it could have eaten it, 
Only when you don't have that svara, no svigseka, will you say uh, a tzad l'chumra. So, so you have you have bittel working for you, and you have you have uh, a possibility that it was eaten. This is the machlokas had a paskin that the the Rambam, in some regards, is being machmer over here. Shulchan Aruch paskin like the Rambam, and the Ramah is being more lenient, like this Tosus passing like the tour. And the the cases are not not all identical. In Simon, tough lamed test sif beis. Actually, already in Sif Aleph starts. Machaber says, "Tess Siburin shall matzo vechad shall chomet ubo achbar v'nota lo yadano v'nota chomet or v'nota matzo v'nichnas the bais baduk tzorach lachzor baduk ten piles of matzo and one pile of chomet a mouse comes and takes from one we don't know which so there's a chiyav b'dika came into a house that already was baduk still there's a need to be baduk umiu says Rama umiu im if it's small enough, like Tosa says, that the mouse could have eaten it. And that's how the tour passed. If the mouse didn't take it from one of the ten, we're just not sure which. But a, one of the piles had a piece fall down, but we're just not sure which one of the piles it came from. And then after that, the mouse came and take it, took this piece that came from one of the ten. We will go after the rope. And you will not need to check because 90% likelihood it came from a pile of matzah. Sif Beis. Beis Tiburim. Echa shel chametz shel matzah. Two piles, one of chametz and one of matzah. Ushnei batim. And two homes. One was checked for chametz, and one is not yet checked. Two mice came. One took chametz and one took matzah. We're just not sure which house the mouse with matzah, with chametz went into. Did he go into the house that was baduk or not baduk? And similarly, bays bedukim. Two homes that were checked. One pile of chametz. We didn't see this case before, but similar idea that you have a suffix that a mouse came and took. We don't know which house it went to. If it took from a vade pile of chametz, we just don't know which house. Oh, or we did see which one this mouse went into, and you ran after the mouse. And you checked and didn't find anything. Or you checked a little bit and found the loaf. All these cases, the Mechaber passes like the Ramah, there's no need to go and check again. And the Ramah says, that is a correct quote of the Ramah, but the conclusion of the Poskim is not like the Ramah. The Ramah is passing like the tour. And the Taz quotes, what is the Machlokas? The idea that he says you don't need to go and be Bodek is talking about when there was Bittal. And that would be a Suffolk Darabona, Ulakula. The Ein Lahakshos 
Oh, Aram is feeling the ill. God be testiburin. The tzarech lachzav l'dok. Afim bitlo. You shouldn't ask a kasha. The Ramam says earlier, by nine piles, that you do need to go and check, even if there was bitl. The Ramam doesn't say bitl helps. He says you still need to check, because, because of mechsa mechsa is kavua. Kavua mechsa mechsa domi. Mishum desfeke derabanan. Kizu tzarech b'dika. Even though it's a suffix, this type of suffix derabanan does require b'dika. So there's, if there's a question of which house it went into, <coughs> so, so that's different than if there's a suffix, if this is chametz or not altogether. Right, this is an area that the, the Rambam argues with the tour in the two houses, the case of two houses, and the mouse went in with Chomitz, Vada, into one, two houses that were checked. So the Rambam says neither has to do Badika. The tour says no. It's like Suffolk Tuma, that if they ask Babas Achas, if they both ask together, then they do need to check. It's only if they ask one after the other. Each one you'll say, the stomach went to the other one. And then you could use the same svar the other way. The stomach went to the other one. But, according to the tour, they're show the basachas, then osun beis batim. That would need a bdika. Only when they're both basachazet, according to the tour, do you have a leniency here? The Rambam's makel either way. Velo kamo sofik tuma. The Rambam would agree by Suffolk Tuma, that is Suffolk Teresa. Yeah, so just looking a little bit further, the Taz quotes, what is Lamaisa, the Dasatur, for Ashkenazim? He says, Dasatur Shekosov, Bikikar Godol. If it's a big piece of mystery, that we're not sure what it is, but it's big, then, in Bitel Dafka in Tzorachadok, only then, when you have a Suffolk, that you can't say it ate it, because it's too big to have been eaten, and he didn't do bdika, then you have a chiv, and he didn't do bittel, then you have a chiv to do bdika. But if not, then you could be somech, because of either it's a smaller kikar, like we saw in Tosos, or that he did bittel, so it's only darabana. Then in Tzarech Libdo. Chain bikikar cotton also in a small loaf. Mahani afim lo bittel. Even without bittel. No bittel is done, but only a small loaf was scurried into the house. Say that the mouse ate it. And the tour says that from one pile that was Vade Chomit, that a mouse carried into one of the two homes that were checked, he says that it, if they came to ask at the same time, even with Bittel, only if they could ask one after the other will you say, when there was a case of Bittel, that each one you can tell, each homeowner you can tell that they don't have to check. And then it's not like Tuma. Okay, has a separate kasha. But al the the tour is not passing all these cases the same way, unlike the Ramah. 
that in all these cases there's no need to do Bdika. The, the tour in some ways is more lenient, in some ways is, no, is more machmir. Uh, that's, uh, of, all these cases are very rare, so the, the, the riff doesn't bring them. And he's, he says these are not shkiach, and the riff only talks about things that are, are common. But to have these very unusual tzirim, Yibachlal omits them. But uh, in theory, if it happens, they have this machlokas, Rambam and the Tur, and, and had a paskin.